pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Good to be in the house of God this evening. Amen. There's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You know, I was uh, I was brought up in a little country church. Uh, this sanctuary here used to probably fit about three of. Our church building's inside it, so it's small. Uh, with no air conditioning. All the ladies had the old funeral home fans, you know what I'm talking about, got the little popsicle stick handles, cardboard things that sit there. You know, you get 20, 30 ladies popping those fans, they, they can move some air. <laughs> had a little wood stove set in the middle of the floor that they heated thing with in the winter time the seats were out of an old theater got the spring loaded seats and they wasn't the comfortable ones comfortable seats. They were the hard wooden ones that uh, you know you stood up if you didn't hold on to the seat they'd make a racket just pow you know. And uh, we get to church mom would tell us to mom would tell us to uh Go to the restroom. Well, use the restroom because you ain't coming outside after church starts. <laughs> wasn't any running water. You had to go outside because there wasn't any indoor facilities. You had to go to the outhouse. <laughs> now, I'm not that old. Just had a birthday. 57 years old. What got me thinking about all this stuff? Had to go to the outhouse if you needed to go to the bathroom. I'm talking about one of the original old one-room schoolhouses. Is what it was. They sang out the old hymnals, and they had been there for years. Those books were old. I don't, I don't even know when they were copyrighted. They were old, and. Uh, each one of the ladies had a spot that they would stand when they would sing. Church would start, and all the ladies would go up front. And they'd have, every one of them had a spot. You could tell where they were going when they got up and went up front because that's where they stood every service to sing. And that never changed. Now, if you go there today, things have changed a little bit. And those changes started occurring when I was a young teenager. 
the new drywall, new carpet, new pews, new Bible stand. That all happened when I was a young teenager, probably 13, 14 years old. And then outhouses were gone after that when they put running water through Rain County water down the road, then they got indoor plumbing. Nice restrooms, running water, the water fountain out in the vestibule. So now you don't have to get a drink out of whatever igloo water can that somebody brought to church that morning that time. Funeral home fans are gone. The wood stove in the middle of the floor is gone. Now they got central heat, central air. But a lot of times they still sing from those old hymn books. So if it's okay with you guys, and even if it's not okay with you guys, I'm going to have some fun tonight. I like singing. I like singing old songs sometimes. And if you know the words, when I sing, you can sing along to it. If not, you can listen to my pretty voice. But I want to start off by, by reading tonight. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. And this is the NIV. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. There's an old song. Victory in Jesus my savior forever he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is due him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood i want to ask you a question tonight how long are you going to live life as a victim when God has called you to be a victor God's called us to victory amen so why do we struggle to be victorious in our lives you know a, a lot of times the reason that we uh, spend so much time losing spiritual battles is because we just simply allow ourselves to listen to the lies of the devil. To fall prey to his schemes. He was a liar in the beginning. He was lying when he talked to Eve in the garden. He lies to you and I every day. He comes and whispers, you can't make it. You ain't ever 
can't overcome this. It's too much for you to try and overcome. You can't, you can't do it. He lies to us every day and we fall prey to his schemes. But if we would just begin to listen to the word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we listen to the word of God and what the word of God says about us, it tells us that we're victorious, that we can overcome, that we can make it, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We hear the word of God, obey the word of God. We'll become the victor in everything that God is expecting us to overcome. That God is expecting us to overcome. And you can't stand and sing victory in Jesus with a frown on your face. You know, don't forget what Jesus told the disciples before the upper room experience. Acts 1 and 8, the NIV says, But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Every place you go, you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be able to show people my love, my way. You're going to be able to show people that I love them and that I made this sacrifice for them. You know what else you can't sing with a frown on your face? Power in the blood. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Pastor's been preaching some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful messages on the blood of the pastor. Take time. Go back and listen to them. You can go to the church's Facebook page. You can go to the church's YouTube page. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to any other of the podcast carriers. We're on like seven or eight different podcast sites. All you got to do is search for Faith Fellowship Church Louisville, Kentucky, and we'll pop up. It'll have that little picture on the logo. And you can listen to all the sermons as much as you want to. But pastor's been preaching some wonderful words on the blood of the past few weeks. And you know, if you read the four Gospels, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see that all through those Gospels, it's talking about God in Christ. How Jesus is God's son and he came to make the sacrifice that 
that Jesus is God incarnate, God in the flesh, and that he's come to, to make everything new and all those gospels, four gospels are about God being in Christ. But things change in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, it starts talking about Jesus being in you and me. Doesn't speak of, of God in Christ after that. It speaks of God in you and in me. Jesus told his disciples that he wanted them to tarry in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit showed up. You know, sometimes we might have to wait on the Lord, but when he shows up, man, the changes that can take place. When he comes on the scene, Jesus told his disciples, go and wait. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise. And after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. You'll receive power. You'll receive, you'll receive power over sin. You'll receive power over sickness. You'll receive power over demonic oppression. You'll receive power over poverty. You'll receive power over death. There's people that say, oh, wait a minute, brother, I don't know about that power over death thing. Well, do you believe the word or not? That's right. If you say you don't believe that, then you don't believe Romans 8, 11. The King James says this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, if you've been born again, have you received the power of the Holy Ghost living and working in your life? then that spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It lives in you. And he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That word quicken that's used there comes from a Greek word that I ain't even going to try and pronounce because it's about this long. 14 syllables, and I'm not, I would just butcher it if I tried but it literally means to make alive. To spiritually invigorate. To be endued with new and greater power. In, in, in Luke chapter 24, Jesus promised that power would come from on high. It isn't power that comes from any denominational headquarters. It's not power that you get from worldly gain. It's not power that you get from upper management. It's, not, it's power from on high. It's power from God himself. Amen. That word endued means to be clothed with, to put on. Literal translation, to sink into. You ever put on a nice, comfortable bathrobe? Take that thing and you wrap it around and you just sort of sink into it. That's what that word endued means there. You just sort of sink into it. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He'll hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn him, you'll know a little fire is burning. 
you'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Man, you get that power burning on the inside of you and you begin to talk to Jesus. You begin to pour out your heart to him. You begin to tell him what's going on in your life. And, and we've got the Holy Ghost working in our life and we can be victorious and we can be triumphant and we can walk in boldness before God and before anybody we come in contact with. Paul declared to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom but on God's power. He told him, he said, I'm not here to impress you with what I know and Paul knew a lot. Paul was highly educated. I believe it says that Paul was the Pharisee's Pharisee. He is who the Pharisees tried to emulate that they wanted to be like because he sat at the, the, the feet of his teacher and he learned and he absorbed everything that he could learn. And, and dude, he knew a lot. He was a well-educated man, but he told them that my wisdom isn't going to do you any good. power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost that I come in can change your life forever. I don't come, with, come to you today with words that are going to impress. I don't come here with a lot of knowledge to astonish you. Although I do have to admit, I possess a wealth of useless knowledge. I'm good at trivia. I'm good at trivia. I can play some trivia. I know things that don't amount to nothing. But the most important thing is I know Jesus Christ. And I know what it is like to have the power of the Holy Ghost living in my life and changing me and moving me from what I used to be to what he wants me to be. Ghost produces boldness that you wouldn't believe. I'm so stinking backwards, I don't talk to people. Believe that? Put me behind here, I'll talk for an hour and a half. Why? It's not me, it's the anointing. It's the Holy Ghost that comes and and he begins to work and he begins to pull out the things that I've taken and hidden in, in my heart. You know, the, King David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, O God, that I might not sin against you. Yeah. So I, uh, we take those things and we hide them in us and we put them yeah. down on the inside of us and we read the word of God and we study the word of God and we pray and yeah. we seek God's face. And then when the anointing comes, then God begins to pull it out. power produces boldness like I said like you wouldn't believe when you've got the boldness of the Holy Ghost you can't be defeated you can't be brought down you can't live in defeat you'll become victorious over the works of darkness you'll become triumphant over the forces of evil that are trying to shut you up and trying to shut down your life <laughs> 
demonstration of power. Word power in 1 Corinthians is the same word power that Jesus said would come on the disciples after the Holy Ghost would come upon them. The Greek word is, is dunamis. I can say that one. That one's a short one. That's where we get our word for dynamo. Self-generating power. Folks, we got to demonstrate the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost working in our life. Dunamis comes from being in the presence of God. It comes from praying. It comes from seeking his face. It comes from seeking his will in our life. You know, in the upper room, they prayed for 10 days, and then Peter preached for 10 minutes, and 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Today, churches preach for 10 days, pray for 10 minutes, and then wonder why nothing's happening. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing I'm standing on the promises of God I'm standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior I'm standing, standing Standing on the promises of God. You can't sit on the premises and sing standing on the promises. But that won't sink in. But I want you to be able to see God's promises of victory for your, your life today. God promises us victory over weapons of warfare. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17 says this, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Paul said in in Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds you can have victory over spiritual forces Jesus said behold I give to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you so Luke chapter 10 verse 19 Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 16, verse 20, and declared this, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Did you catch that? The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. It didn't say God was going to do it. He said that you were going to do it under your feet. May God will give us victory over the most severe situations and afflictions. Romans 8.31 says this. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Then down in verse 35 it says, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And then finally down in verses 37 through 39 it says nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. No thing, not, not one thing can separate us from the love of God. The Holy Ghost power will give you victory over worldly enticements. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Then Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken unto you that ye that in me ye might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I will overcome the world in the world you're going to have tribulations there's going to be problems there's going to be situations that you're going to have to deal with there's going to be people that you would just really like to punch in the throat But instead of doing that, you're going to pray for them, and you're going to love them. Because Jesus said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. That Holy Ghost boldness will give us victory over satanic powers. Ephesians 4.26 says to not give place to the devil. Don't open yourself up to any attack of the enemy. Be careful what you do. Ephesians 6.11 says that we're to put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to stand against the works of the evil one. James chapter 4 verse 7. A lot of people like to quote the second half of the verse. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. They forget the first half of the verse. Submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. You can't stop fleeing from him and start getting him on the run unless you submit yourself to God. You submit yourself to God, then you can put him on the run. You can put him on notice and, and, and glory to God. You know, stop being his victim and, and start becoming victorious over him in the name of Jesus. And you can do it by the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. we got to stop trying to defeat him by ourselves. Zechariah 4, 6. And I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm going to add a few words in here to make it a little bit more clear to you. Not by your might. Not by your power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. You know, we go through and we read that. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit. But what he's saying is it's not by your might. It's not in the things that you can do. 
It's not in your power. It's not in the things that you're capable of, but it's by the Spirit of God that we overcome. You know, we quote this verse a lot. As Christians said, be self-controlled and alert for your enemy. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. And that was the NIV. But don't forget in verse 9, it also goes on to say, resist him, standing firm in your faith. You remember Psalms 91? Listen to what verse 13 in the NLV says. It says, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will tread upon the great lion and the serpent, the dragon. And remember this. In the Old Testament, in the Garden of Eden, Satan came as a snake. In the New Testament, he roams around like a lion, seeking whom he might devour. Then, in Revelation, it talks about the dragon. So no matter who the devil is trying to be in your life right now, if you're a child of God and the power of the Holy Ghost is in you, you can walk on. Just tell him, uh uh, buddy. Satan, these boots are going to walk all over you. I ain't going to sing that song. <laughs> but when you do, you can sing to yourself, you can sing to the Lord. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have the victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Tell me who can stand before us when we go in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. Thank you for indulging me tonight. I want to just leave you with this. We'll get done early this evening. Walk in victory tonight. Let the power of God and the Holy Ghost propel you on to victory. Let it push you on. Let it pull you along the way. It's there. He's there. He's willing. He's ready for you to be victorious in your life, for you to be an example of God's love and his mercy and his sacrifice to those people that you encounter every day. Walk in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. We love y'all tonight. We'll see you Sunday morning. Just be blessed this evening. Amen.
This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.